Scott and Liam versus Evil. Right, I'm ready to nail this like Gary Glitter nails Thai kids. No, no, Mr. Gritter, I don't want to be in your gang no more, I don't want to be your gang. <laughs> Some really good Thai accent. <laughs> Welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil, episode 45. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And our theme today is multiple personality disorder. <laughs> hey! Yay! That was good. I was like, what the fuck's he talking about? <laughs> I'm not actually Dave. I'm just yeah. Liam. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Split from 2017. Yeah. By M. Night Shyamalan. And Identity from 2003. Yes. Directed by... Uh, James Mang- Mangold. Ah. I don't know if he's done anything else. The old famous James Mangold. Yes. Well, multiple personality disorder, for those that don't know, do you have a medical description? A medical description? I have what I have looked up, and it would be disassociative identity disorder or split personality or multiple personality disorder. It's something that I never particularly learned in my training. I think it would be more for psychiatry training, because it's more in-depth, mm-hmm. because it's so rare and often regarded as complete bullshit or personality disorder. But... Do you think it's bullshit? I think it's. I don't. I would need to. I would need to actually work with somebody who claimed to to have it to see the difference in the personalities, like the complete change and not just an act. Like it would need to be something like, like brain, severe. Brain functions like, changing yeah, and stuff. To say that it's it's real and some of the stories that we've got for this episode, I think that it's it's just all bullshit. I fully believe it. I'm getting because cynical I'm... as fuck though in my capacity as a mental health nurse now. <laughs> so have you never experienced this no, at work? No, not at all. I thought you would have. No. Oh, she just sat this episode. I thought it'd be really interesting. Oh, I, d- I deal with um, bipolar, depression, schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is multiple. Well, no. no. See, that's that's a common myth that's uh, given to you by TV and film over the years. Schizophrenia is not multiple personalities. Really? Yeah, I know. What's the difference? Uh, schizophrenia is just like hallucinations, delusions. Could that then be a different personality? No. Ah. Well then, that was interesting. There you go. So we'll start with identity. There was a storm. There was an accident. We had an accident. And we got stuck and we couldn't get out. We couldn't get out because of the storm. It's flooded. It's a dead end. Officer Rose, transporting a prisoner here. But the roads are all flooded and I could use a room. I don't think we can get out tonight. I'm not staying here. Are you out of your mind? There is no place else to go. Stars John Cusack. Everybody knows John Cusack. Stars Ray Liotta. Does everybody know Ray Liotta? Well, you should. <laughs> and I think that's about it. It does have um, oh, what's the girl's name? Uh, she was in loads of things. Claire Duvall. She was in like uh, uh, she's all that and whatnot. She's the one that gets the clown makeup on her. It's kind of bit she parts. always plays a depressed goth. Ah yes, and everything exactly what she does. And in real life, also looks like a depressed goth. But there's something about her that you'd still probably buy. <laughs> It also stars uh, Jake Busey. Jake Busey! <laughs> Luke Busey! Gary Busey! The Busey family! Is that a programme? Jake Busey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it also stars, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to get this first name wrong, Pruitt, uh, Taylor Vince, who's one of the, like, essentially the main character in this movie, but we don't really see him till the end, but he also plays the bad guy from Devil's Candy. I'm like, because he does a thing with his eyes. He can move them independently. Yeah, and that his pupils shake. Uh, and you're like, oh. I can do that. Hey, wait there. Wait, look. You no? Know? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're just opened your eyes wider. Uh, right, so quick synopsis on, on this one would be that uh, stranded at a desolate Nevada motel during a nasty rainstorm, 10 strangers become acquainted with each other when they realise that they're being killed off one by one. We should put it at the very top of the show complete spoiler like you can't talk about these movies without spoiling them yes so more so for Split because it's brand new yeah when we talk about it if you haven't seen it do yourself a favour stop this podcast right now 
and go and watch it because the twist threw me for six and I then as we'll go to discuss I found it absolutely brilliant and I'd hate to rob any of you of that magic I can't wait to tell you what I thought the twist was <laughs> but I tell it, do us a favour and just turn the volume down and let it play out so we still get the play counts cheers that's fam a, that's a genius <laughs> genius idea so that's obviously the connection we've discussed it's uh, split personalities Have you, did you seen this before? I had Lena made me watch it on Netflix Okay, it was on a, a year ago. ago. Right, they took it off because I was going to watch it on that and they'd taken it off. I also was 100% positive that I owned it, but I don't. And I had to pay fucking Google to watch it last night. I'm starting to feel like you're maybe my other personality because they're the exact same. <laughs> Netflix wasn't there. Was Lena was convinced she owned it and I went up through her box of DVDs and she does not. Hmm. And then I had to buy it on Amazon. So because I don't own it, own it I, I don't remember when I first watched it, but I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. I remember it being brilliant and clever and really, really, like, boom, wow, when I got to the end of yeah. it. But on this watch, I was like, see, if I didn't know how this ends, I would just say that the wee kind of exposition scenes in between of the psychiatrist discussing the, the criminal, I would just be, what? I can't, it went again, when first watch, I didn't have an absolute clue at all where it was going. But then, yeah, in second watch, I was like, how did I not get this? I mean, I guess, quite obvious. I guess they try to um, say that by cutting back to the psychiatrist's room and they're, they're discussing this this mental patient's crimes um, and the murders and stuff that he's supposed to have committed, that you would think that he's the killer at the at the uh, motel. motel. Maybe that's what confused me, because I know how it ends, that I thought would be confusing. But then if you didn't know how it ends, those interplaced scenes would be like alright so obviously he's the killer then we'll find out who that is because we don't get to see that person until they reveal what you know the kind of twist is yeah as if both these things are happening at different times in different places rather than it all being obviously what it inevitably is it's all in this guy's yeah. head and it's all taking place in the one room yeah rather than at a motel yeah when you first you kind of you start meeting all the characters, John Cusack starts on. I think he's one of the first ones you see because one of my first notes that I wrote for this movie was I fucking love, love John, John Cusack. Cusack. <laughs> like it's I, my I, first note. Yeah. <laughs> Just like everything that he's in, I absolutely love it. And do you know what I actually I do? I really like see the wee poem. What is it? The other day, at the top of the stairs, I met a man that wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I really wish he'd go away. That's quite creepy and weird, and I love the poem. And I tried to look it up a couple of times, and I think it was made up for this movie. Oh, it yeah. doesn't really exist anywhere else. And it's said like three times and it's like creepy all the way through it. John Cusack does it creepy but then the wee kid does it at the end and you're like, oh, that's fucking well creepy. Um, It also stars Dr. Cox, Face Grubs. Yep. And have you ever noticed how he always plays a pussy unless he's Dr. Cox? But you can't believe him as a pussy because he's so believable as Dr. Cox. Yeah. Dr. Cox from Scrubs. Yeah. Anyone that's... And like, because he's he's such a hard ass and... I'm just picturing just a guy from a porno... Just Dr. Cox. <laughs> He's hung like a donkey and he just penetrates you. I think I made a I think I've made a I think I've made a a cock joke somewhere in my notes, I'm sure. If I find it I'll, I'll let you know. Um do you want to know what I do always remember as well, right? So when you're getting introduced to all the characters and you meet the girl, uh-huh. um Paris. The, and the hooker. The hooker. And you see her at the start, she's got like a, a what do you call it, squishy cream cake with uh-huh. candles on this guy's chest. Like he's obviously paid for that and she's singing happy birthday to him or I and she goes ah for he's a jolly good fellow which nobody can deny. She puts on a really really weird um, Juliet Lewis accent, and it Juliet Lewis or Tom DeLonge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's like a right southern kind of accent, and it's and it always I always remember it because it was like like it sticks right out. It's such a fake accent. It feels like an Agatha Christie does horror type who done it. Yeah, because they discuss one of her books in it. I've Did either, you know that? <laughs> I've either picked that up and that's why I said I was yeah. Christy without knowing or I didn't hear it and I'm just a fucking genius. She says, um, it's Claire Duval that sits at one point and says, this feels like that, that um, movie where all the people go to the island and they get killed one by one. It's a, it's an Agatha Christie novel called And Then There Were None and it is brilliant. Oh really? It is, it's really good. They made a BBC TV show, like a three-parter recently and I kind of, I don't know if I watched it but I wanted to but the book it's short I read it dead quick so it's not doesn't take that long to read it it's one of just like an old fashioned novel so it's only if like if you've read it it definitely yeah. doesn't take it's like maybe 152 200 pages you know like a catch in the eye size yeah. um, and the, the kind of twist or the, the it's right there in front of you but it's written so well and so simply that you just gloss right over it until the end and you're like fuck and you skip back the chapters you're like it's fuck so it is 
it's I've really never, good. I've never read Agatha Christie because on my Kindle, it's like a wallpaper that comes up. It's all different authors, and one is Agatha Christie, and she looks so much like my gran. And I know that my gran can't write books. <laughs> and any time if I would read it, I just think it was my gran writing it. No, I always <laughs> thought that Agatha Christie was fraud woman. Like you know, like Mills and Boone, it was like porn fraud woman. Because it used to come on a Sunday, like yeah, like my smartphone on it. Yeah, the murder and all that, all that stuff would come yeah. on, and you'd be like, "That's old as shit," because it'd come on before last. But it's actually really, really well written. Like, so I bought Murder on the Orient Express because, and then they were right. so good. I've not read that yet. Because that's to read like it. Pages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but honestly, read it. I'll get you in it. But uh, it's, it's it. very much like a an Agatha Christie who done it, just with elements of horror, horror and thriller, and it's good at that because you're sitting the whole time going, well. Even in my notes, on my second watch, I'm like, it was him. Oh, no, no, it's that guy. Oh, shit, it's her. Ah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot like, how it actually I, ends. It, you remember, you know the the idea of the, the full ending, but you don't know who which one of yeah. the characters you're watching is, is the guy. And even right then, I kind of clocked it really out. I wasn't a real cop. I remember that uh-huh. kind of thing, because that was quite obvious. Uh, and I knew Jake Busey was too much a red herring to be um, the actual bad guy. But um, at the end, like towards the end, I thought, "Fuck, is it John Cusack?" And I actually thought it was him. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit!" But then when you find out, fuck, you know it's guys. You just know that this twist coming is is it's none of this is really happening. All the characters are the split personalities inside the uh, guy from Devil's Candy's head, and he's the guy who's committed murders, and they're trying to a psychiatrist is trying to blame it on one of the identities, and they're trying to figure out which one is it is and. His identities in his head are systematically killing each other until you end up getting He's to the... 24 hours away from getting put on That's the electric right. chair. That's right. And if the psychiatrist... It might not be electric chair, yeah. but getting killed. Death penalty. If the psychiatrist can prove it in front of the judge that I think it's like a medical experiment to get all his personalities in the same room to conflict and kill each other off, if they can then kill off the personality responsible for the murders, then he'll get off with it it won't go off at it yeah, off it the would, death penalty and held in a state hospital a, a psychiatric hospital. hospital which is very clever and it threw me at first threw me so much that the second time I watched it I still didn't remember that but, that's but when you see the end who who the identity is I was like that's cheap so there's a there's a John Cusack as a driver mm-hmm. and he has an actress in the back some bitch actress with massive yeah. jugs uh, they're there a Dr. Cox is there with his wife. His wife gets hit with a car, driven by John Cusack. What have you done? What have you done? Eh, nothing, pal. Your wife walked backwards into the fucking road. Would you expect that? So they turn up at the motel, owned by the guy from Deadwood and a few other things. Who's very fucking name. judgmental of... Uh, John Hawks. Of of uh, Paris being a hooker. The very hooker judgmental. Up and he fucking hates her. He hates her for being... A filthy prostitute. But do you not think he could have been played by uh, DJ Squalls? Yeah. Like sometimes well, I could I seen I could see his face and I thought uh, maybe I mean the guy done a great job but I was thinking I I could have I'd have plugged it to <laughs> DJ. Aye. So, by that point you have Doctor Cox and his probably dead wife because he's not a car, John Cusack and Big Tits and the hooker yep. and the motel owner. There's then. Claire Duvall and her husband turn up because they pick up John Cusack and bring him back to the hotel. And Usher, Dr. Cox, and I have the son. Yep. The little boy who looks like a George young... George in the corn. I'd think, see the boy from Big Bang Theory in Roseanne, uh, Johnny Galecki. Galecki. I think the wee boy looks like a young Johnny Galecki. Aye, okay, aye, I'll give you that. If yeah. it wasn't done in 2003, I'd be convinced it was. <laughs> it was Johnny Galecki. And then there are... A cop turns up with a... A murderer that he's transporting. With which, a Jake Busey. Which then turns out that Ray Liotta is also a criminal. and that they Was the escaped. cop that he killed, was that an identity? Or was that just was that just the... Oh, who knows. Was that just like the, the backstory of the identity he created, just the way that... This is starting to feel like that time travel episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so There's te- ten, ten people. Ten people no. overall. They're all set like at this hotel and they start getting killed. And it's, that's actually quite a good bit because the, the kills, you don't actually see the kill scenes because you're, you don't know who the killer is, but you see the aftermath and some of them's pretty sweet. Like mm-hmm. the uh, Big Tits' head gets put in the tumble, in the washing machine, which is pretty cool when you see it. It's like, that's pretty sweet. And then, Would it work? Could you kill someone by putting them in a washing no, machine? They, they not cut her head off and put it in the washing machine. 
Because I, I think, because I think that would work. See, the thing about this podcast is, I don't remember any of the movies that I watched like the night before. I'm starting to think that I might have a multiple personality. Yeah, possibly. I. So can I speak to? I was going to say, can I speak to the person actually watched the movie? It's David's watching the movies, and Liam is then just rhyming shit off the next day. Um, what about the uh, when Jake Busey gets killed with the baseball bat down his throat? That's pretty sweet. Remember that? Yep. And the, that would actually work because Jake Busey, yeah, uh, has a massive <laughs> fucking mouth, a bit like his dad. Yeah. Is that his dad? Gary Busey. Gary Busey, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look the exact fucking same. <laughs> I know. Gary Busey weirds me out because there was a thing on the WWE Network. It was called Legends House, and it was like old wrestlers, a bit like Big Brother, were put in a house and just see what they did. Rowdy Roddy Piper was on it and he was batshit crazy like out at three in the morning howling at the moon but they brought Gary Busey in to like sit them all down and give some kind of psychotherapy help to them all and Gary Busey is fucking crazy oh is this the one where, she, where she, he's had a head injury that's why and it's changed his, his, his brain makeup and that's why he's uh, he's te- he's uh, sorry brain injury and it's changed his uh, memory and his aggression and his complete fucking sanity. And he's to put him on sodium valparate and he that on that show. I think it was because I read about that. I never watched it, but I read about yeah, it. Yeah, he is sitting there and he's like, he, he says really weird shit and he's trying to calm them all down. But you can tell he's aye. batshit crazy. That was a brain injury. Completely changed his personality. Really? Aye, can happen. Scary. Brain injuries are terrifying. Did, does the brain injury have anything to do with his massive teeth? Or was no, just they were just there. <laughs> I, so I can't I think of Gary Busey without... Um, well, first I couldn't think of Gary Busey without the uh, the family guy joke. How are you doing today, Gary Busey? I'm doing great, Gary Busey! And he's looking in the mirror. But Multiple then, personality. <laughs> there's a picture of him from Big Brother where he just looks bonkers as shit and I just love it to keep it in my phone just to send it as like a, a, a meme every now and again. I don't oh, know... shit, that was actual Big Brother. The thing I'm talking about was a reality thing. Like Big Brother. It's not... The same, but I don't know if um I don't know if this will work. So this can be cut, right? I don't know if this will work on the uh, as the podcast because I'm going to show you my picture. I had um I'd been out drinking with my dad, and then I was speaking on the a chat with my brother and sister, like saying that that's I was like in the we're just in the train station. Dad's just getting the last train home, and uh, I think I I spelt something wrong. Like, I don't oh, I don't know if it was the it was the best thing ever. <laughs> So I so I spelled something wrong and Don says to me, um, how are you getting home? And I put a picture up of um Gordy for uh, uh me train <laughs> And Stevens at because I must have spelled something wrong, train to wish and then I was like <laughs> and I loved it. Because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> Do you know what if this if this does stay in the episode I'll put this picture up in the group and you can uh, and you can see it. I've actually um, seen you looking like that in the <laughs> night. That's how I look at the end of the night, I <laughs> right, anyway back to this. Uh, so they all start getting killed off and the room keys are left and it's in the order so they've got 10 room keys and is it, like, does it go order 10 yeah, innocent 10 right dies key. 9 dies because I thought it was like dies. trying to tell you that it was the person in that room that killed them or you, you could have worked out who it was by the, the numbers and stuff but is it just in 10 yeah it's, no. just, it's if it's a countdown then we start to find out like John Cusack keeps kind of hearing voices yeah uh, and we then John Cusack kind of wakes up away from the motel and he's strapped to a chair. And he's and in front of all the doctors that we've been seeing all, talking. Yeah, yeah, and all the wee kind of cutscenes. And they basically let him know that he's not real. He he can't believe this because it's John Cusack sitting there. He's like, I've got a home, I've got a family, I used to do this. Like, no, you're just a personality of this guy. Yeah, whatever his name is, can't remember what the name yeah. he gave and um, Malcolm Malcolm Rivers, and he, and he looks in the, the mirror and sees that he's a big fat bald white guy with crazy eyes. Shake his eyes <laughs> way better than you can shake your fucking eyes. Apparently, not apparently, and, obviously. <laughs> and, and then uh, that sends him mental. And John Cusack gets told by a psychiatrist, basically, right, what the deal is. We've met you. This is medication to try and kill off. The, the bad personality that because that's a, that's apparently a common theme in split personality disorders they, they use it in kind of in this film they use it more in the next film we talk about but John Cusack's character has the chair is how they describe it in split but in this movie he's got the, the hold over so he's the one that kind of controls the other personality so that's why they bring him to the front to speak to him aye because he can then decide or he's got more chance of finding out which personality yeah. done it he then goes back to the motel 
which is again still in this guy's head and it's up to him to find out and it's, to this point it's just like him and Ray Liotta left isn't it because everybody it's him Ray Liotta the hooker and the, oh, the hotel hooker, owner yeah. oh, who yeah. gets killed shortly after this yeah so it then comes down to Ray Liotta and John Cusack John Cusack kills Ray Liotta because they, they're convinced that it's him Really kills John Cusack in the process. It's like a shoot-off thing, isn't it? It's like uh, Andy and Bruges or something when they're, when they're just shooting each other. Yeah. Like, Connors of times, you're like, how are you still standing? And then the hooker... It, it's the hooker gets away. Goes to her orange grove that she'd been talking about. That always reminds me of the Damien Rice song. She lives with an orange tree, the girl who does yoga. You reference Damien Rice far too many times. That song, seen less, seen less before this is finished, you can't think of a better, more relevant song. That song ends the show. Nine Crimes. No, that's not relevant to this song. No. It's a better song, though. Nine Crimes. Nine there's, crimes there's ten people and nine people die because one of them survives. I'm sure there'll be a punk song with multiple personality ah, disorder. There's a Japanese boy that sings about um, uh, how, how many billies are there and it's about personality disorder. I listened to it today hoping that it'd be great, but it's shit. It's so bad. <laughs> that's going. To be, that's <laughs> now going to finish the episode. It's terrible. Uh, so, the hooker gets away and... Yeah, then we find out that, then they say that, well, Malcolm Rivers can live in a state hospital because the killer personality is now dead. It's dead. Which they think is Ray Liotta. Yeah. Rhodes, because all the, all the folk are named after places. places. Rhodes, Nevada, Louisiana, yeah. all that kind of shit. So as he's, driving to the, as he's driving to prison, he starts singing this song that it keeps switching between the hooker singing it in her orange grove and him singing it in the prison van. Mm-hmm. And then she finds the room number one or yeah, the key for right, room so number one because it's now her turn to die. She turned around and the wee boy's there and kills her because the wee boy's been the murderer or the murdering personality the whole time. It looks silly. See, watching it now, like where there's an explosion and it starts flashing back all the deaths and shows you that the wee boy was there. Uh-huh. It looks, it just looks daft. Yeah. Wee boy walking away from an explosion. It's obviously a green screen. A wee boy being able to cover somebody's mouth and choke them. Aye, that's what I've got here. A wee boy couldn't kill me. Fucking try it, you wee dick. <laughs> you know, like it just—it's just not believable. <laughs> Ends my suspension of disbelief completely. So, I so you find it's the wee boy, and then he then you see Malcolm Rivers killing a psychiatrist. Yes, yeah, the psychiatrist turns around and opens the the panel between the front. It's a security breach anyway. There's only two of them driving that yeah. fucking van. Then he opens the panel because he's uh, such a oh I'm so with the patient psychiatrist. I've met hundreds of psychiatrists and they're not like that. I can <laughs> tell you that. And then obviously Malcolm Rivers uh, comes through and strangles them and they crash the van and the wee boy says the poem. When I was going up the stairs, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish I wish he'd go away. And that's pretty much it. First watch, I thought, that's quite clever. I never expected the wee boy. Second watch, I thought, do you know what? It's it's cheap. Because yeah. the wee boy doesn't speak the whole way through, so you're not no. paying attention to him. So I get that it's like a misdirect, but it just seems and daft. Yeah, because when they put in, the, the, the bodies all disappear halfway through it. So when Claire Duval and the wee boy go away to try and get in the car, the car explodes. And then when you go around to see when they put the, the, the car out, Claire Duval's body's disappeared as well. So there's no way that you're supposed to even think that oh, yeah, the wee boy isn't there. They've, they've just made them disappear, so it's it's, it's cheap. And I think it, it's still a good movie, but it's less clever than I remember it. I, I don't believe that um, D.I.D. Is, is, is real, at least not the way that it's portrayed in this movie particularly. And the wee boy being the killer identity isn't a twist, it's just weak writing in my eyes. See, the, the reason I think this doesn't do it well... I don't know a lot about uh, DID, but see how they're all around the motel. Surely that like that doesn't happen in their heads. If you're if I've got three personalities, all three of my personalities are still in this room. Yeah, or no? I think the way that it works if you get three personalities, you're Liam until I'm Liam goes away and Dave comes yeah, out. I'm Liam until I get Liam can handle anger or confrontation so I'm Liam until I'm really angry I need to confront somebody and then Dave comes out because Dave's a bastard right and but I'm still in this room it's not that I'm sitting in this room and Liam, Dave and let's say Linda <laughs> are all in an orange grove doing shit no I no, I'm, no, I'm still here that's what I was kind of confused with this movie I thought 
the serial killer if he had multiple personalities a bit it's, it's convenient it's, do you know it's like it's, it's almost like um, schizophrenia in that way and it's where that probably still playing on that old uh, myth of how they're related mm-hmm. it's, it plays them out all the characters that they're different voices in his head which could be portrayed that way but they're trying to say it's completely different personalities which is a completely different thing and that's where the mix comes from because it's like the voices people hear in their head or around their head are, are not personalities but this movie can be argued that that is because they're all talking to each other and interacting with each other whereas split personalities would be the one that's got the focus is there until it goes away and the next one comes up and they might have knowledge of each other but it's only because it's coming from one collective consciousness that just doesn't realise that they're split yeah. do you know what I mean it's all with the same brain that's controlling them all but they just it just doesn't link them all I together see, some of the shit I read it was like they can't bring back the history of some of the others so yeah. say Liam and Dave we don't know each other's history yeah. you, do, I, you, you can do stuff, something that Dave would have no idea what's happening but I just don't get how they then pass it off as this whole thing is happening in his head that's what I'm saying because it's, it, it's, it's more so written like it's um that's like schizophrenia. That's like multiple. That's like voices rather than multiple personalities. So, so it's less. It's back less clever. Two thousand and three, they were still convinced that multiple personality disorder and schizophrenia were one and the same. I think it's like I think it's people having a a small knowledge of it and writing a story around about it. I don't think it's psychiatrists writing a movie. I think it's people knowing a wee bit about stuff and making a movie up themselves. I suppose it's a, It's quite an easy. It's an easy twist to, just make a movie completely turn left when you yeah. thought it was going to go right mm-hmm. it's quite an, yeah I suppose uh, did you give it a rating? I would rate a 6 probably a 6 I enjoyed it again watching back at first it threw me because I didn't see it coming and second watch I'm like that feels silly but is it silly if it threw me yeah. first time? yeah but Enjoyable. I gave John Cusack's in it, so yeah, six. I gave it six as well. Six wussy doctor vagina no cocks out of ten. <laughs> that was my that was my joke about the wussy vagina doctor no cocks. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant name for a porn. Yeah. It's like just to like say hi, my name is um, you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Say that again. It's just introduce yourself, you're listening uh-huh. to Scott and Liam versus Scott Evil. And William versus Evil. Liam, Scott and William. Scott and William. Liam, like L I A M. Am I not saying that? William. 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 Um, William. No, it's like just like no L I A M. Oh, Liam. Yeah. Liam. <laughs> Sorry, I am jet lagged. These <laughs> lights are not helping. Uh, Scott and Liam versus Evil. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's good. Um, I thought you were spelling out the end of William. That's <laughs> okay. I got it now. Okay, ready? Yes. Hello, this is Amanda Fuller, and you are listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Each week, we're going to try. We'll alternate, so I'll choose the top five, you choose the top five, we'll think about it beforehand, and then you guys, if you fancy it, then the week between episodes, why don't you come on the group and give us your top five of this said subject. This week's top five is movies depicting multiple personality disorders. (laughs) My number five would be A Tale of Two Sisters. My number five would be Me, Myself and Irene. Very, now these aren't strictly movie. horrors because we, you, you, it's a small yeah. pill to put, pick from but me, myself and Irene is a, is a really good movie Have you seen A Tale of Two Sisters? Uh, I have because uh, we'll find out just shortly why <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay <laughs> uh, Number 4 Shutter Island See, I'd see that yep that's a good one but I I, was, I wouldn't pick it because I didn't really think it was split personalities more schizophrenia We're not getting technical no, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, My number 4 is Tale of Two Sisters Ah, so you've seen yes, it. Yes, I have. <laughs> number three, Fight Club. Ah, good pick, good pick. Uh, my number three is The Mask. Oh, have I seen it? Well, I'll tell you. My number two is The Mask. <laughs> <laughs> my number two is Black Swan. Because I thought that was a really good act, like really good movie. It reminds me of the kind of independent ones and it's art, you know, that You liked it because Natalie Portman faps. She gets <laughs> Did she get a, I was going to say she gets a tits out, but did she? I don't know. She Harry, kisses Mila Kunis, didn't she? Mila Kunis. Bare lesbian sex. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, the mask is actually a fucking brilliant one. Until, like, I then googled to like, what fucking movies do multiple or have multiple personality disorder, and the mask came up. I was like, I can't believe I even thought about that. <laughs> it's so obvious a multiple personality disorder, but it also makes me think that 
I'd love to have multiple personality disorder <laughs> that I could just wear a green mask and run about. Yeah. Raping Cameron Diaz. So, and that's that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> uh, my number one is Psycho. Alfred oh, Hitchcock yeah. Psycho. Alright, right, good. I'll tell you why. Because recently I've been watching, I've re-watching a lot of Hitchcock films. Uh, my pal John has gave me Double Indemnity, like a lot of noir films as well. So I've been into some of the old shit. And because of that, I then thought, fuck it, my number one has to be Psycho. Because it's the daddy of all multiple personality films. My it's number one films. is, I went, I went with Split. And that's only because um, I watched it and I was right in it because James McAvoy's in it and he's uh, just up the road to us. So. James McAvoy actually went to the same drama school as me. There you go. I think it was years before and he was probably in the older class. And we asked him to come on this show but he never got back to us but I did find out where he lives and looked him up in Google Street View <laughs> and it took, apparently it's six and a half hours away from here and Liam says he could get us there in five. So could probably get you there in four <laughs> if we believed hard enough. Yeah. Uh, so we'll jump into Split. Let's go. Sir, I think you have the wrong car. What are we doing here? What the hell is going on? I was sent to get you for a reason. There's a flower on the pillows, a flower in the bathroom. Like, we're important. The only chance we have is if all three of us go crazy on this guy. Who is that? Maybe she can help us. We're here! Help us! We're right here! Don't worry. He's not allowed to touch you. He knows what you're here for. He listens to me. My name's Hedwig. How old are you? Nine. I've never seen a case like this before. 23 identities live in Kevin's body. Who are you? Help me get out of here, Hedwig. Are you trying to trick me? I'll tell on you. Aren't you the clever one? An individual with multiple personalities can change their body chemistry with their thoughts. Someone's coming for you. Who's coming? The Beast. In uh, Shyamalan. I think this this and his last movie, The Visit, both in Blumhouse. By the way, Blumhouse. Yeah, Blumhouse. They yeah. put us up on the website this week. Cheers for that, guys. Come on the show if you want. What? All of Blumhouse? All of Blumhouse. Well, mainly uh, Jason Blum or the guy who wrote the article that put us in it. Or anybody else in the house. Or anybody if you Shockwave's podcast if you're listening to them and it's actually, it's really quick. I was listening to them the day their recent one and it was quite good. Although the guy did say that they're talking about an audience, uh, talking about movies, they were talking about The Mummy specifically because mm-hmm. it's, it's right on it. So um, they were saying how there's kind of callback scenes that, like quite often they keep like telling you, like explaining to you, like she holds up a knife and they keep showing you it and flashbacking all the time to show you it. Like we know, we don't need to keep being told that yeah. this is important. And the guy said, well maybe it's, Maybe it's not necessarily for American audiences. Maybe they're kind of dumbing it down for international audiences. And I thought, holy fuck, <laughs> really? I mean, really? Honestly, you think that, that American audiences are more intelligent yeah. than European audiences? No offence to any of our American listeners, but really, he, they did, he did kind of say it was China's fault a couple of times. Not necessarily like Europe or Britain, but... The China thing I can get, though, because... Seeing the other side of it when we watched the Shin Godzilla. Yeah, and well, they were you like, only uh, get... A lot of things don't transcend fucking continents yeah. that well. China especially, so I could, I could understand that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I figured when he kept... I was thinking... And initially, I was like, what? And I was like, ah, yeah, maybe that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'd say he then done the visit. Yep. So, Amy Shyamalan, for the, anyone that doesn't know, when he done Sixth Sense... We all went, what? Sense, and then he done Sense, we went, what? And then the Wait, village... And then the village, What? And then the happening. <coughs> Shut the windows and the doors. <laughs> uh, he kind of lost his track. Oh well, at first he was a revered name, and then he became kind of a laughable joke name. I think with Blumhouse because he gets full creative license to do what he wants. With the visit, I thought the visit was thoroughly enjoyable, and this. 
this is a, this well is a I had issues with the visit we might actually do that for an episode before mm-hmm. it comes so I'll maybe keep my actual my full issues but I had I had issues not with the twist but with the psychological and mental health issues mm-hmm. he put on them for the reasons why they acted the way they did okay. um, i never seen the twist coming so well done for that one um, but and it was so obvious as well and but anyway but anyway that's that's uh, for another episode back to split but this I'd say this is his fucking this is his return to the big stage where he is now a big hitter again this is excellent is it James McAvoy's acting that helps it probably because he's outstanding in this and so is Anna Taylor-Joy uh, from, from The Witch. Witch she's also a babe She's, she's a bit. What age is she? She's like 20. Oh, that's well. Something. That's fine. <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. At a budget of 9 million and it made 276.9 million at the box office, so no wonder Blumhouse gave him free reign. See, if you go through Blumhouse's movies, a lot of them are like that. So they basically make a lot of movies apart from well, this. Where do they start? Like Paranormal Activity? That was like Paranormal made on like 15,000 and made millions back. So everything else, I think, is under 5 million apart from this. Yeah. And then they usually gross quite substantial yeah. so Blumhouse is kind of where you want to be like if you're no if you can't produce things on your own they're horror heavyweights definitely oh, but yeah. they also made Whiplash which is phenomenal success it's better than most of the horrors yeah. in series part 2 <laughs> The Conjuring part 9 but they still they still bring in the audiences and the money yeah. so I mean it's, it's good uh, so brief summary of Split so three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities. They must try to escape before the apparent emergence of a frightful new 24th. I only watched this for the first time, like, last week. Yeah, me too. And after I watched it, like, shit. I was avoiding it because, well, just... I don't know why I was avoiding it. I was it. avoiding everything about it because I expected, a, a, like, the twist in it. I was like, I don't want it to be spoiled for me. I want to see it for myself. Uh-huh. So I didn't. I didn't see anything... Uh, or, or like it, nothing spoiled it for me uh, and when I watched that I did watch it blind other than knowing that it was all the personalities and stuff yeah. and you could see where it was going all the way through like building up to the, the final personality the beast coming to do whatever it is he was supposed to do um, it was it was interesting in the fact that uh, the characters and the way that Kena was going around it seemed to be the James McAvoy kidnaps three girls uh-huh. we can hear through the language as it goes on he only meant to kidnap two girls uh, the two kind of popular, popular girls, ones. but we see in the uh, at the start the parents of one of the girls encourage her to include like a isolated classmate, so they do. So she's in the car, and then she's the main kind of the main one because we get flashbacks of her life, uh, learning how to hunt and learn tracking and survival yeah. techniques stuff from her dad and her uncle. So she's ready for him. So she so but they, it's funny because in some movies you watched like when. The, the blonde girl that gets taken and she's like, we need to attack him next time he comes in. Uh, we just need to all kick his head in. We need to kick him in the balls, gouge his eyes out, like things like that, go for the soft areas. And she the, wit- go for my soft yeah, areas. the the witch is like, no, don't do that. He's taller us, he's stronger. The witch. Do you know? But um, I was like, no, I was like, the blonde girl's right. In every other situation, the blonde girl's yeah. right. Kick his fucking head in. Like, properly, just all go to town him, scratch his face off. He's, he's tall and he's big and he's strong, but he's still a man. Yeah. Like, what's so we think at the moment. Yeah, you could still you could still get him if you wanted. But it's like, um, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the character's name is, uh, the, the witch, and she's like, obviously got Casey. this Casey, and she's can says things that end up being, like, smart in this running situation as we go. But is that because it's showing you her hunting with her uncle and her dad that this is this is going to be her survival technique she knows how to hunt so she's going to get the better of this predator mm-hmm. as it is there was a lot of times through it I, I get it like you I stayed away from all spoilers I knew it was multiple personality the whole way through it I thought it was all in Casey's head See, the very she's end, a at the very end, I thought, oh, fucking don't tell me. I see the, like, at the end, look, we are spoiling this movie, so at yeah, the so end. Uh, but again, before we do spoil it, if you haven't seen it, stop and go watch it because I really like the ending. At I the don't. end, when she's in the cage and the guy finds her, uh-huh. and then she comes walking out, he puts a jacket on her. To me, it looked like a straight jacket. I thought, don't tell me this is yeah. all been in her head because I, be, I wouldn't be happy with it. But uh, it turns out that no, it's not. But you go back and. Um, like James McAvoy's like discussing all. Uh, he first see him dressed up as the woman because they think that he's talking to somebody else, and she comes in and he's got the he's dressed up with the earrings and the woman's clothes on yeah, and he's stuff up, and it's, it's good. His acting's phenomenal. And then he, away he goes, and he then I think it cuts. You see another one, Barry, 
who, like we said in the last one, he's like the John Cusack in this movie. Barry is supposed to be the main chair. He's the one that kind of is at the I front. And he's the one that is shown to the public. He's the one that goes outside all the time and he's the main personality. And he's like a camp fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And again, he plays that. Amazing. Um, oh, you see, we've also seen Dennis as well, who is the guy who kidnaps the girls. Who enjoys watching young girls dance naked. Yeah. Who, who? Dennis or Liam. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> uh, uh, that YouTuber, he doesn't, or he does. <laughs> that Which guy, YouTuber? The one that's just been arrested, then uh, charged with asking two 14-year-old da- lassies to dance for him and send them messages. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and he's been arrested for being a pedo. Did they dance for him? Uh, they might have done, eh? I know, yeah, they dance for him, and then they grass them in. Which is quite shit. I know. Either dance or don't dance. Don't, <laughs> don't dance, and then fucking grass. Uh, snitches <laughs> get stitches, Scott. Snitches get stitches. And pedos get a lot worse, so uh, let's... Snatches. <laughs> uh, I'm half a bottle of red wine now. This is only going to get worse for you. Uh, so, I'm trying to get the minutes, so don't worry. So yeah, there's Dennis, the personality. There's also Hedwig, the nine-year-old. Yeah. The wee boy, and he's uh, again greatly acted, and uh, the clothes kind of change as well to let us know which character is which. Because again, they don't spell it out to the audience; like it's quite clear the way that he speaks is different. But um, maybe a, a simpler audience member would maybe need the difference in clothes to help you, distin- are you distinguish the an American audience. Or I'm a just Chinese implying audience? that p- potentially some audiences, yeah, because there's a scene later on. Where he's at the psychiatrist and he's bar- he's like we're seeing Barry, we're seeing but Barry. she knows the psychiatrist can work out that it's actually Dennis pretending to be Barry, and you can see, There's and a you boy. Can, that's where you can see the really good acting because he he, he melds the two and two characters into one, and you can see the differences. She sees it as because Dennis is known. Dennis and Patricia are the ones that aren't allowed in the light. Yeah, the that's what they call it. Yeah, in the light. Uh, but Dennis is then kind of start. Dennis and Patricia are starting to take over and dictate things. So Dennis has OCD. Uh, the psychiatrist starts noticing Barry is doing a lot of OCD things. Tries to trick him, and then she kind of can tell by the way he does certain things that it's an act. That was really convincing with James McAvoy's performance when he's sitting in front of her and he's got that eye twitch going when she's like, "Is this Dennis I'm talking to?" And you can tell he's struggling with it, and I was like, "He's fucking brilliant." He is and then so is, good does at it, is it in that scene that he he does just come out as Dennis? Yeah, he, and he, and he changes his posture, and he's sitting just as he's sitting in the chair, and you're like, "Oh, that is actually yeah, pretty it's good." Well done. It's very well done. So in this movie, with the difference uh, in personalities, this is where it becomes like an M Night movie and uh-huh. not like an actual study on DID because. The psychiatrist is supposed to be campaigning or like her life's work is dealing with multiple personalities and it's she's seen how different people have different personalities. Like some personality will speak a different language, uh, some personalities will uh, be completely different side of the body, like to be left handed then they'll be right handed. Other ones well, in this movie one of his personalities is diabetic and takes insulin injections. Now if you don't need synthetic insulin then you will die uh-huh. that's how that's that's one way so if you get anybody who can get their hands on insulin and you want to kill somebody without anybody knowing inject them with a non-diabetic with insulin because they will die and they, they won't be able to tell how they've done it in fact can I get in trouble for giving that advice no don't do that don't do that <laughs> nobody do that I didn't see it but for real uh, if you if you can, body can produce normal insulin and somebody injects you with insulin you just, you know, just have more insulin no you'll, just, you'll die could you conceivably be a there was superhero a, there was a, no, if you there was a, were given more insulin? No, there was a there was a nurse that done it. With uh, she was injecting insulin into saline bags, and they were hooking people up oh, to that's so she was. Ah. Um, your body can't change its genetic makeup or its or its physical makeup that way. You can't. Maybe maybe the, the whole thing about being taller or being stronger is fine because you can summon strength in in different situations. So like your personality could make you feel. Stronger, okay, so you would be able to lift it. But I'm talking like maybe lifting an extra two or three kilograms or ten kilograms. I'm not talking. But if a car, if you're a mother and a car and yeah, falls well, on that's, your baby, that's you can I'm, lift Yeah, the that's car. what I'm talking about. This, this kind of strength and times that you can pull. Uh, it's changing height, is posture. You can change posture. I could probably like um, gain like a couple of inches if I stood up straight. Um, will you be seven and a half? <laughs> <laughs> but physical things like illnesses, it's just. I would need to see. Uh, so, it. do you is it completely medically inaccurate, or is it just that 
in your opinion? Because I'm watching this and I think that seems believable to me that maybe oh. a, one personality is so different that the body makeup can change, but I'm not. I don't know. I just, the diabetes thing, I don't think so. I've never seen it. And I don't know enough about it. I don't have a professional opinion because I've never dealt with it. And I think it's and I didn't learn it in in, in uni. Uh, it would be more a specialist psychiatrist thing, but mm-hmm. um, it's certainly rare. Uh, but I don't. I just can't believe that people would ha- like could be diabetic with one personality and, and not because you're still the same person. You're still the same atoms. You're still the same brain that split itself. Do you think you could be yourself and there's also a personality that could like have a bigger dick? Or bigger muscles. I've been trying to have that bigger dick personality <laughs> for my whole life, but it just doesn't but work. I keep turning into a wee Japanese man and it just disappears. <laughs> well, that is a stereotype. <laughs> Through this movie, he's, he said he's got have many 23 personalities, and the 24th is this one he calls the Beast, mm-hmm. and he said he's coming. And he says that he's coming for the girls, and that's the whole point. See, he said the Beast, did you keep thinking of what we do in the shadows? When they're going, oh, the Beast. The Beast, and it turns out it's just his girlfriend. I can't know. I completely forgot. Yeah, right. I, 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 I keep thinking. Of, I, think of. I keep thinking X Men. I think. Mm. Just kind of shit. But they describe the beast as being able to like climb walls with no like decent. It's actually the parents in the playground shout at me when I walk by. Uh, and all these different other things about how strong he is and stuff. And I was like, see if the beast is going to be real, like explained, or he's got to be like changed into like some like. Uh, supernatural hairy beast that can do all this yeah. stuff I'll, I was going to be pissed I was going to be so annoyed like and a werewolf <clears throat> see thing. to be honest I kind of was you were pissed, pissed off at the end aye really yep and then that whole uh, air quotes quote unquote twist now we're going to dispute right so it then turns out that Dennis is in control and they're trying to bring on the beast as Scott said James McAvoy then runs to a train station or the train yeah why the fuck does it go there I'll tell you because that's actually that's actually a wee bit of a hint as to what the ending's going to be so he goes to the train to turn into the beast where then his posture gets better he gets stronger he gets veiny and then he can like like bane for Batman and Robin and he can run up walls and all that shit Hmm. as the beast so he then comes back he's like in a showdown with Casey and the psychiatrist because I was going to ask like is he going to eat the girls yeah that was the whole point and then, then, then find one of the girls in does. the room with her stomach ripped open eating of the impure young I was like that sounds like a metal album <laughs> 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 hey, we also find out through the flashbacks that Casey her uncle's been beasting her as a Wayne yeah like because he's a beast her. takes his clothes off and he's like oh come on animals don't have clothes Come on, let's play animals. It's amazing the amount of fucking effort you need to put into fucking chicken. <laughs> 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 oh, that's getting left. <laughs> uh, oh. So, Casey's then, again, at that point, I'm thinking, like, it's still all in her head. She's a, a victim of sexual abuse. A lot of multiple personality cases. Uh, yeah, so you thought that was the stress that turned her? And it uh, I thought this is what was going on. So, uh, this big showdown... She shoots him, he becomes Kevin. Kevin is the original guy, Kevin is... Yeah, the, 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 he's like the, the Liam source. of yeah. the, the multiple personalities. So yeah. if you say his full name, it Ke- brings him. Kevin doesn't know what's going on, Kevin doesn't have any recollection, but says to get the gun and kill me. Uh, she tries to. She tries to. It doesn't happen. Because, in fact, yeah, she said his full name and brought him to Kevin. Kevin... Eventually starts becoming the beast again, gets away. Oh, wait, before you j- jump back, I've got hey, so you say Kevin Weber Crumb and he turns into Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, he, actually, he puts on the bar, I can't do a Boston, Boston accent. accent. Yeah, try it. Bastard, I can't do it. I need to listen. It's not bad. I need to listen to you. Okay, uh, Mark Wahlberg, too, I'll do it. Anyway. Uh, so then she gets found in a cage at the zoo where he's been keeping her. Yeah, so because I think he he worked at the zoo because the psychiatrist yeah. keeps saying how he's doing great at his job, so that's obviously where he worked and he's got access to this underground basement area. The thing it's in a zoo also because of the kind of animal thing he turns into. Yeah, it works well. And then the news report starts up after the credits saying that the Kevin Crumb guy is he's missing been murders and stuff. He's missing. Yeah, and somebody says that's like that guy in the wheelchair fifteen years ago. What's his name? She turned round, it's then Bruce Willis, 
and he says, Mr. Glass. That is a fucking excellent twist. Absolutely. It had me speechless. I've got, <laughs> for this movie, this is the last thing I've written, James McAvoy was brilliant. Anna Taylor-Joy was brilliant. But there was no twist. I'm not interested in M. Night Shyamalan superhero franchise. It just didn't, it didn't do oh, it for me. Oh, it'll be so good. There was no twist. There was no, I was waiting for it. There was no twist. There was the twist. It's it is, it is 100% a twist. If you've not seen Unbreakable. And I think, and see if that is the twist, I, that was spoiled for me. In fact, actually, because I definitely knew that says the setting up to, to tie in with Unbreakable. So see, I, I didn't, didn't know that's that. how it was going to play out. But I, I, I knew oh. that that was... It was going to so, be in the same universe. Unbreakable, Bruce Willis, a guy that kind of can't be killed. Samuel Jackson is trying to convince him that he is a real life superhero. At the very end, it, it turns out Samuel Jackson is this kind of super villain that's been causing all these fucking devastations around the world, trying to find the guy who can't be hurt. Aye, trying to find his uh, uh, arch enemy. Arch enemy, which is then Bruce Willis. So Samuel Jackson's Mister Glass. This the whole way through it, you think it's. Casey's story it's three girls that have been kidnapped they're going to get out the guy's got multiple personality disorder at no point are you thinking this is a sequel to Unbreakable at no point are you thinking this is a this is a superhero origin movie you're thinking this is a this is a pseudo horror thriller by throwing that in you're like fucking hell the girls actually don't matter the girls don't are nothing in right. this that's just a given enemy for all girls <laughs> I'm just hitting them at the pub today trying to offend everybody in my own special way I, I just no, I don't know I didn't I think it's it, it, when I first watched Unbreakable I thought nah I'm not I'm not keen on that now after this I thought that's fucking brilliant but this is exactly what that podcast I was listening to Dave was talking about like how um how the mummy shit but they're saying but we're setting up the, the a new universal monsters story so when the other ones come out this will be better you shouldn't go into making movies to make the other one better now I think this is if you go back and watch this as a superhero origins movie it's brilliant it's got everything that we need it's got everything that fucking Logan had with X-Men it's uh, uh, I mean maybe uh, it's like maybe okay maybe if it's the next one is is brilliant and maybe if in 20 years it's like a proper franchise that's great and I'll eat my words and admit that, I, uh, that I'm happy that it exists because it's a it's a universe that we didn't know anything about Mr. Glass or Unbreakable or uh-huh. or uh, The Beast before these movies because they don't they didn't exist they weren't comics that have been out for years and years they were brand new I think uh-huh. and, yeah. um, so it is all brand new nobody knows nobody's got an upper hand on known all this story so I guess that's kind of cool but that's where I think see even if they didn't bring out a sequel and they just had that I still think it would be brilliant because it's took everyone's so fascinated with superhero movies and superheroes and at no point are you going to get a bit with a radioactive spider and become Spider-Man but this is a wee bit of airy reality that someone could have severe DID someone could then maybe become more powerful than they are through a real severe personality change and become what we perceive as supervillains in a real life situation and I think that's well interesting the same way in Unbreakable Samuel Jackson has I can't remember what the condition's called brittle but bones, brittle bones where everything he does he hurts himself and breaks bones so in that theory that there should be someone who can't be hurt if that's a thing so if you can yeah if you can have if you can have brittle bones then you should have somebody who's got indestructible bones yeah um I don't but it takes it into a real life situation where honestly I did not see it coming to have a movie that you, right, you're known for your twists so Six Sense massive twist Signs massive twist Unbreakable massive twist everything else he's known that that is his engine that's what he does at no point did you watch this if you didn't hear the Unbreakable thing were you thinking this is a sequel to Unbreakable? You're thinking this is another M. Night Shaman, I wonder what the twist's going to be. Oh my God, it's a superhero origin story. The, anyone that says they've seen that coming is a liar. That is so, it was so out of the park. You can't expect that. Maybe I'd like to better if I hadn't heard the connection to Unbreakable before i seen it. But uh, when was I watched it with Lauren and we got to the end and Bruce Wells is like, Mr. Glass. And she's like, what? 
was like, have you seen Unbreakable? She's like, no. I was like, oh, well. Daniel, my little brother, before I watched this, he said, oh, what's that movie? Because he, he really liked this. But he's like, that ending's a bit stupid. And he went to me, what's that ending? Uh, what's that one with the superhero? And I went, well, Unbreakable. He's like, oh, what's the twist in that? And I went, that kind of is a twist that he's a superhero. All right. I was like, I'm only telling you that because you've kind of ruined it for yourself. I didn't realise that he was being a cheeky wee bastard and trying to like see if I would then get the ending by going, oh, it's a superhero one. So we fucking nearly gave it away, but I'm too stupid to realise. <laughs> but I honestly think this, to have a movie that is, comp- is something else, the whole way through, you're seeing it as the, this three-year-old survival story against the guy with multiple personality. And then straight away, actually, no, He's been the main character the whole way through. This is a superhero origin movie. Here's the bad guy. What's next? It's like a magic trick. Aye, okay. I've, it's well, a complete misdirection the whole way through it. And at the end, it's boom, in your face, something completely different. And I honestly thought it was brilliant. I'll wait. I wasn't watching it in the house, I stood up and applauded. <laughs> I'll wait and see where it goes next, if it goes anywhere. I gave it um, eight rib cracking hugs out of ten. And it was still number one in your top five multiple person. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the movie was great. I just, the ending didn't, I mean, it didn't do anything for me. I was like, all right, okay. What my point was, Daniel said, what he felt was cheap was to get the twist, they're expecting you to watch the movie that they've never suggested you should watch. And uh-huh. I, I kind of got that. I uh-huh. thought, right, do you know what? Fair enough. Aye. If you've never seen Unbreakable, like one, then... Aye. It actually, it doesn't, it doesn't just fall flat, it doesn't make sense. Aye. I, I, I do get that. But again, I thought it was very clever. I'd give it a... I'd give it a nine. Because the ending. <laughs> sometimes endings work for you, sometimes they don't. This one, this one gave me, not even a semi, this one gave me a full rock hard rager. A rock hard erection with a wee bit of pre-cum dribbling it. Yeah, fucking full of pre-cum. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely soaking in pre film. <laughs> this was brilliant. James McAvoy, excellent. If it James McAvoy is excellent. I wish he'd twice a horror thriller. I'd say it could be in the running for nominations, maybe not an Oscar, but like Golden Globes, yeah. shit like that. His performance was outstanding. Yeah. And I, I can't actually wait. I hope they do another sequel to this. Well, I hope there is. But yeah, the train, back to the train. Uh-huh. The reason they had to go back to the train is because Samuel Jackson created him at the same time he created Bruce Willis. It was in the train crash. When Samuel Jackson goes back and it's after, like, he's caused the train crash and he gets Bruce Willis, Kevin was meant to be in the original Unbreakable, but M. Night Shyamalan didn't think it was fitting, so he dropped the Kevin character. So he was already meant to be in that movie, and that's why they need to go back to the train, because that's where Samuel Jackson... I think has been getting in Kevin James McAvoy's head and getting him to then create this other possible supervillain the same way he went to Bruce Willis after the train crash which Samuel Jackson created to create this his arch enemy so the train thing Mm. when you go back is a wee nod to a buy that's unbreakable but he didn't pick up on that until obviously the end or I didn't yeah I don't I mean I guess so but my love for this film cannot be broken. The fact it's called Split, the opposite of Unbreakable, it, it's there. It's there for you to say, this is going to be a sequel. This is the twist. Unbreakable, Split, the next one will be fucking fragmented. Glued together. <laughs> Who knows? It's all there and you didn't see it coming. That is genius filmmaking. Alright, okay. He also had a cameo. A cameo. Did you see he him? Did. He's a cameo in all his films, apparently. Has he? I've never noticed. That's the twist. Uh, I'm going back and watching. <laughs> Signs, I think he was maybe the alien. Oh, he was the guy that ran his wife over. Was he actually? Right. I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, that's right, he was in that movie. Uh, anyway, right, that's us. We've chatted about that. It's good. Watch Split. For real. 100% watch Split. Watch Unbreakable. Actually, if you've got to the end of this and you haven't watched Split, then you've fucked up the way that we've... There <laughs> yeah. one instruction this entire episode, then you've ruined it for yourself. The only time we've really made it, like, so fucking important, go <laughs> watch it. Yeah, you fucked it, so well done. Hi, all you teenage comet zombies. This is Kelly Maroney, and you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. So horror news in the past two weeks. Yeah. Uh, there is a rights battle with Friday the 13th. The original scriptwriter, Victor Miller, 
claims that he wasn't actually employed when he wrote the movie and he's looking to terminate a grant of rights and reclaim ownership. Ooh. If it goes his way, all people can still make Friday the 13th sequels and spin-offs, but they can't use Jason. So that's like... The, yeah, the, the Jason character the, is gone. That's like saying, that's like saying um, I own uh, trousers. You can still make trousers, but they can't have legs on them. <laughs> so what, I can just make like short shorts, short chaps? I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if any of the movies are made out with the US, they can contain Jason, but they will be banned domestically. That's, even that's... It's just fucking crazy. nonsense, yeah. I don't understand. What, does he want money or is he just wanting to do that in general? I, th- I take it he wants rights. I, want, I think he wants to be paid more for the UC Jason, like maybe in the video games and stuff. No, nah, maybe, yeah. Which I can see his point, yeah. but why, why would you want to own the Jason character when you then can't make movies with him? Yeah. It seems... No, it's just like a, it's like, a, it's like a kid saying it's my ball, I'm going home. Yeah. Taking his ball and going home and then nobody can play. Well, I wish he would fucking just give his ball back and just let's make more Friday the 13th. What more can you do? It's the same, same thing over and over and over again. And do you still pay to go see it? Yeah, of course I do. We all do. That's why we're here. And then back to the thing you shared in the group a while ago. Yeah. Castle Rock, Stephen King and J.J. Abrams. Right. A release date. We're getting to watch it soon. Ten part episode... Sorry, ten part series on Hulu and it's coming out 2018 because they're only starting to film it this summer. (sighs) Fucking dicks, man. (laughs) I um, can't wait for that. So, any movies, recommendations, or avoidances? I'm trying to think what I've been watching since the last episode. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead's come back, I've been watching that, <sighs> it's pretty good. And Big Brother started, which I know is a pile of shite, but I can't help getting sucked into watching it and getting annoyed that these fucking wannabe celebrities shouting at each other for no fucking reason. And yet you're still intrigued by it? I still watch it, yeah, I do. So the ending is split, really upset you, but <laughs> yeah. you still watch fucking Big what, um, what have you been watching this week then? Uh, I watched Clown, the movie. The Eli Roth one? No, oh. the Danish comedy. Oh, right. oh, it's right. not horror, right. but it's outstanding. Right. It's absolutely brilliant. In fact, I'll give you it tonight. You can take it away. Right. Uh, and I, wo- I finally watched Get Out. Yeah, you, you told me that and I want to see it. Do you have a memory stick? Uh, not with me, no. Good, because I don't have it legally, so I can't give it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll come to some sort of arrangement, illegally. Uh, absolutely brilliant. What, um, really worth a watch. I, I do fancy that one, uh, just because of all the hype and the, and the chat about it and stuff like that. Oh, I do. I did watch something. I watched Making Dave Need Wedding Dates. Is that the Zach Efron thing? Yeah, I like Zach Efron. I think he's Are you he's, like he's Big Brother? You all like Zach Efron? Um, it's Zach Efron, that guy for that show... Uh, Anna Kendrick and that other girl who's been in TV comedies uh, movie comedies recently and do you know what it is it's form- it's formulaic it's it's a, it's enjoyable to watch it feels as if it drags on for an extra 20 minutes than it should and all four of those main characters as I've described there are all horrible people like they've tried to give the girls who are supposed to be like the nice girls that they find to take to the wedding because they're two yeah. jackasses uh, but it turns out that the nice girls are just pretending to be nice to get free holidays and they're actually jackasses as well so they're empowering girls by making them just like guys they're making them jackasses do, does that make, does make yeah. sense? maybe I'm missing feminism in this but it's like they're not just making them the, the pretty girls the nice nice, nice yeah, they're, being they're being also being horrible people so yeah. all four people are horrible people and they do get a wee bit of redemption at the end but they're still all horrible people do you see tits? you do not yeah you do you see tits and bush Tits and, ah, yeah, tits and bush. Dick. You don't, but you see a naked Indian man massaging a naked woman. Do you see his wire? You don't see his wire. Not in the version I saw in Sky Movies, maybe in the unrated one. You shouldn't out. be able to see bush if you can't see wire. It's proper bush as well, I'll tell you that. Proper bush? Yeah. Like fake bush? Well. George bush? I would assume it's fake bush because nobody's got a 70s bush these days, but. I ain't quite a lot of folks. Well, if you've got a 70s natural. bush, let us get in touch and let us know. <laughs> We're not asking for pics. <laughs> No, I'll put a photo up in the group. <laughs> in the group, make it public. Well, friends, uh, we should, after we record now, we should delete the Scott Wayne Facebook page and finally let's put it all in the group. All in the group. All in the group. So if you're listening now, the page should be gone. It might still be there because we're lazy, but add yourselves to the group. Add yourselves to the group. It's where add your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to add themselves to the group and make us all be chatting back and for it. Because it's quite, it's quite good. It's quite active, but it's quite, it's yeah. quite regular. 
I'm not going to shit all over the guys that have been posting by saying it's quite good. I think it's fucking amazing. No, it's just not. It's, it's fucking amazing. It is, and the quality of the content is 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 uh, is NSFW <laughs> as we can get it. And you better be quick and jump on because now that Blumhouse are shouting about us, guys, we've only got weeks before we're like fucking at conventions and shit. That's so that. come on and talk to us now before we get too famous to even talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's us. Episode 45, done and dusted. I had a good time. You had a good time. Dave had a good time. Our split personalities had a great time. Uh, you know where you can get us, guys. Join the group, like we said. Get us on Twitter at Scott and Liam Versus. Uh, Instagram, Scott and Liam Versus Evil. At Liam Hellcat. At Scott underscore Versus underscore Evil. Email us, Scott and Liam Versus Email. At, fuck's sake. Email us, Scott and Liam Versus Evil. Email versus Email. We just get really angry at just emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, email us scotlandliamvs evil at hotmail.com um, that's quite good by the time this comes up I'll have been to Germany bought lasers, hosen drank loads of beers and stuffed my face for a like German sausage oh, <laughs> <laughs>